Yeah, it was wicked. I mean, it's we've had we had some festivals in between, and we got one more festival this weekend, um, and then it's done. So it's really it was like as you see with most bands, like big bands who go out in Europe in festival season, they do the festivals and they have like a load of off dates. And this is we kind of jumped on all that off dates and. Sadly, one of them got postponed quite late on, and that was like a big, that was the biggest show. And um, that was like, ah, honestly, once I got the taste, once the imposter syndrome wore off, like the first two shows, we were like, oh, shit, like, do we deserve to be here? We had some technical issues, what I did with my bass. The first venue was massive, and it was like, oh, no, like, fuck. And then we were do doing a different set list or we kind of took some songs out and I just weren't feeding it and then I spoke to the lads and I was just like do you know what we'll do what we need to do and boom after that we were just getting better and better and it's just like wow and um the band and their crew have been extremely nice and um yeah I mean they obviously we're we're Joe's boys you know and uh I don't think it's going to be it's not going to be we're going to be doing quite a lot, I think, moving forward. That, that it's a really good match. Well, you know, so I mean, like, look at that there. Yeah. Like I saw that the yeah. other night, um, and I was like, "Wow, that looks insane." Yeah, I mean, and that one that's from Tallinn, and that's the smallest venue, which they oversold ma- massively. Right. And because Estonia is a, a small place, so. It, for there it's a big place but in in compared to the other shows but it was um we were main support on that show and we really really spent time on crafting a really good set list and mate it it yeah it was good and the one of their tour manager who does a lot of rick sales like so overseeing mastodon ghost gajira he come up and he was just like honestly we didn't like Obviously, Joe and John Michelle knew, but a lot of us didn't know like how how good it you are. And they, he was just like, mate, if we if I'd known this some time ago, you know, things would be very different, you know. Um, and he was just the American crew guys were like, you'll be with us soon in the states, so don't worry about it, man. Like, and he was like, it's not often does the whole basically whole crew want merch from an, a support band. Nice. And uh, he was just like, he was like, that's that's always the sign. And he was like, the fact that like everyone, including my himself, wants our stuff. He was just like, it's a good, it's a good thing. And um, so yeah, it made us feel, it made us feel really good. And by the end of it, we just ah, it's a shame we really got our rhythm going. And uh, and then that's it. You're like, ah, yeah. oh, fuck. And um, it just, it was a, just a really great match. And I think also pretty much every show we had John Michelle on like watching our side stage it all started off because of him we had joe and there was like one show like joe come up afterwards and it's just like we had just got we just hit the floor and it was in milan and the energy was insane and he was just like you you're intense he was like i i fucking love it he was like yeah that's that's really and it was cool like the more and more shows went along the more and more we would see that crew members on the stage watching us and I was like we've we've upped our game now I think we've got the confidence and I think that's what you need anyway in music we've got confidence and I think we approached it all leading up to it our management handled so much stuff and was so like professional and correct 
And when we were there, so were we, and it just paid off really nicely for us in the end. Isn't, and, um, isn't imposter syndrome um, a mad thing? Because in my day job, we we talk about imposter syndrome all the time, like you know, and it's such a hard thing to mentally switch off. But at the same time, like you were saying, them coming up to you at the end and going, "We never expected this," and you just going, "The confidence you have now to go out and do yeah. it is just amazing." Oh, mate, it's. I think you know we certainly are. We certainly all struggled. Like our friend come out and he did. He was just there doing like content for us, and he struggles a bit. He's amazing. He done our last artwork. He's an amazing photographer, but he's he's got it pretty bad. Then all of a sudden we we're in just in general like he has he gets quite nervous about stuff, and then all of a sudden we're put into this this world where there's a crew of like twenty five people working, and it's like like two nightliners, two trucks, three trucks, and all of a sudden it's just like oh. We're just a we're a very small band from London who like we're not this band who have been rammed down everyone's throat like you have to this is the band this is the hype band and wanna we're just going about our business and us just going about our business forget forget you know we're not relying on this to make our band big or having to write about this or have this gimmick we're just writing the best songs that we can write. And that's what I think something that's been lost a lot. Uh, certainly, I think it feels now like gimmicks or looks are more important than music. Music's my life. Nothing will ever be more important than that. So we've just gone about our business. And that business has happened to attract the band who I consider the best metal band going. And I honestly just watched them six, seven shows. There's no one, there's no one that sounds like them live. It's, it's, uh, it's mental. And the... They're not only are they amazingly tight and they've got the songs, they go for it. Each person's going for it. And no, no dig. It's not like when you watch some sugar, they're playing really technical stuff, but they're sort of standing there just nodding their head. These guys are fucking going for it. And it's like, wow. And um, us just going about our business got, got their attention. And we just needed to get that into our head that they want us here. Yeah. So we should we we should accept that they want us here, and um, I think we like I say after show two we'd go on stage and I I think we'd kind of like oh like fuck okay fall into a bit of a shell these four thousand people five thousand people aren't here for us whatever and we just play our set and just go on our way, and then I, we couldn't do that for the rest of them because their moment shows are just falling away, and thank God we had a chat. Me and Angus had a chat and I was just like, we need to change up the set list and not make it like simple for people. We need to do our best songs and it changed everything, mate. And um, once we were coming off stage, realizing that the crowd were on side, it just changed how we were. And um, yeah, and it, like I say, it definitely helped in fact that that crew like, of course, you, we knew the band wanted us there, but the crew, there's guys from all different parts of the world, and you're like, they've been with each other for so long. And then there's another band, but once they were into it, it just made us it just made us feel really good. And, um, yeah, I just wish there was more, mate. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just touch on because you've been tight band 100%. I saw them last Friday in Norway, and I saw them yeah. in Dublin in january and mm -hmm. 
they are just unreal. Like they're mm-hmm. sort of like untouchable at the top. But anyway, look, I do. I don't want to dwell on Grigera because this isn't about them; it's about you. But you mentioned them, so had to say it. Yeah, yeah, nice no, fine. I, I opened that gate. So yeah. um, you did. You did mention something there about um, you know not being like a, a hype band or like trying to get noticed or something. Um, I think. Well, I mean, this new album, A Feast on Sorrow, I think you are about to be that band because, like, I loved Serpent and Spirit mm-hmm. uh, when it came out, <clears throat> excuse me, um, and there's always a trepidation with that second album. Like, I, it, it just is, like, throughout the industry. Um, yeah, yeah. When it was sent on by Layla, um, who I must thank for arranging the interview, um, and I put it on, I was actually at the airport when I put it on first, and I listened to it twice, back to back in a row, because fuck me, it is so good. Like, thank you. I mean, like I said, the debut is good. This is next level shit. Like, I've listened to this album. I mean, I've had it maybe two weeks. Must be pushing twenty times now. And I think you are certainly, when this drops, are going to be that band. That that I mean, that's great to hear, man. And but I'm glad we've done it in a way of with we've done it it's been fucking hard like Mm. and i don't think people will ever realize like how hard it's been we don't rely on anything we're not like i've i've served my time being within a scene i'm a lot you know we're a weird thing where we're a bit up too old to kind of do to be doing shit online and being oh you're this and that i've got my life do you know what i mean i don't need to pretend that i'm this and uh, you know i've lived my time we're three normal guys we, there's there's nothing there's nothing different about like us we just want it just to be about the music if if i could take away like what we even looked like and people didn't have to see us and i'd spend here's music that's all you need to know about us um I, I wish i could um and i think if we're gonna start getting credit i mean if people realize so me and angus have been in bands for years i've known james from touring for 13 years we ain't just, this isn't like some new band who are just going to get this push now and, oh, here we are, we're going to be rammed down everyone's throats. Like, I feel like we're going to, if we do get rammed down people's throats, it's because we're good and we're not doing it. There's not, again, there's no no other reason for it to be. Um, and it's having people now today and yesterday talking to people, everyone's like, this is really good. And one guy yesterday was just like, this has that potential to be that album 10 years down the line that people are going on about because he was like the subject matter, the artwork, the lyrics, the songs, the production. He was just like, there's a, you've picked everything to be right. And um, where we had, and between myself, Angus, our management, Joe, Joe went and got the, the best engineer that he works with to fly over and work on this. They arranged Ted Jansen to master it, who's mastered Hotel California mastered our record Uh, so we all went we all wanted the best for this and hearing people now and it's a very heavy record Mm -hmm. and it's not like we've gone right okay let's try and make something a bit more accessible and let's go and grab loads of fans by making loads of like hit songs now we've we've made a really intense record but i feel um i feel people will really enjoy it and that i feel like a lot of people will take something from it. Um, I mean, that's easy for me to say because that's what I hope, I guess. But um, 
if we are going to start getting pushed down, you know, people's throats, um, I, at least I know it's because we've done something good and we're not just, it's just not going to be one of them kind of hype things. We're going to do it because people think our music's good. And that feel, that makes me feel proud. Um, like, man, I fucking, I've, I look up some bands and I'm like, how, I still was one band who's on the front, front cover of a magazine had one song out and I'm like, fucking hell. Yeah, I can't fucking have a, having a laugh. How? How? How does that happen? How can you be, how can someone honestly tell me that? And I, I, I'm, I'm amazed and I see, I see a lot, there's, there's a lot of nonsense now and I'm just like, wow, at least I know whatever happens, us going on them Gajira shows, I've been, I've been doing bands now. When I figured out the date of me starting my first band, it's sickening to realise how many little rewards I've had for as many heartbreaks I've had. So I know every one of them Gajira shows I deserve to play yeah. because I've done, I've done my years and years, thousands of pounds, thousands of pounds paying for other people as well. And I've, I've earned my stripes to kind of go, right, I can go and play an amazing venue tonight with an amazing band and just do it with my friends and enjoy it. And we took a load of our friends to come out our sound guy, he's a friend of ours, but he's an amazing sound guy. Guy to do our photos is a friend. Driver was a friend. Girl doing our merch, she's a friend. And it's just like, I want us all to experience it because I can give back. Yeah, We can all experience going through these amazing places. And I'm glad that we kind of got ourselves into a little position now that we can just start to enjoy stuff a little bit. Because, mate, after 20 plus years... Fucking hell, there's, you know, I do count them days of starting my first garage band at 13, uh, pretending I could play drums just to be in a band, you know? Yeah, yeah. Cymbal stands, so, so we tied the cymbals to the um, the rafters in the garage. So it was like Megadeth stuff, and you'd hit the cymbal and it'd fly across the garage. I'm like, fuck's sake, I've got to wait for it to come back. And, um, yeah, so I, I look at it now, and I'm, I'm proud that if we're going to start getting people going to start talking about us, I know it's going to be in the right way for the right like reasons, and I, I'm really proud of that. I can see um, your trajectory um, from this in sort of a similar vein as Malevolence. Um, like they have now gone, like they've skyrocketed. They they've been doing some big shows and um, supporting big bands. I feel like that's your trajectory now. I feel like this with this album is, like you said, it really is a complete album um the songs okay they're not accessible but in the world of metal you're not really a, an accessible band if you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. if you're inaccessible go listen to someone like i'm not going to name bands because don't but do you know what i mean yeah 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 that creates a drama yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Uh, i don't want to be cancelled but no i do feel like this album really it's there's so many good tracks on it and the riffs on here like did, did you start writing this album pretty much after Serpent Spirit? Because it, that came out around 20, 2021. Am I right in saying that? June 20. Yeah, June 2021. Which would have been sort of mid-lockdown or one of the lockdowns. So you couldn't have got out and toured it anyway. Yeah. Um, we started writing it. I think the first track we wrote might have been To Die Twice, which is the second song. Yeah. Then we started to write Flood, which is the opening song. Um, and do you know what? It's weird. It, it kind of gets a bit hazy. 
the last heavy song that we wrote was The Burden. Oh, um, cheers, man. Yeah, that's that's I think that's a song that shows I think me and Angus writing me me and Angus both write the music. Angus probably writes seventy percent of it, but I always chime in with my stuff, and I feel like that's the perfect song to show what me and Angus my riff style to his riff style yeah. and how, how it works. And um, so many bands now, it's just one person who does all the writing. And I think after a while, that will get tedious. The songwriting, it gets tired, especially, I find, especially in metal. Um, and I think we're quite fortunate because myself and Angus both write the songs. Our previous drummer was really great at helping um, not only chuck a few riffs in there, he's actually got two on this new album, which we credit him for. And, you know, uh, got a Jew, got to give Jew where, where it's actually, you know, where it is. And, um, sorry, <laughs> sorry, mate. And, um, yeah, and I think, yeah, we started writing it pretty much straight after. And, um, me and Angus are quite slow at writing, but once the possibility of us recording with Joe happened, all of a sudden songs started to drop and started to form. It happened pretty quick after that. Like, The Burden is my favorite track on the album. I, okay, I don't. I don't want to say by a long, a long way, <laughs> because it changes. But I think it's the one that impacts, has the most impact. And I think the reason why is there's a lyric in it. Um, is I actually have written down. Sorry, because uh, is it? Uh, can there must be more to life than this? Mm-hmm. And do you know? There's so many times I've woken up in the morning, right before work, and thought <laughs> that exact thing. And it, and it resonated so much, but now I assume that lyric means something different the way you're spinning yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it's the whole album's essentially to do with, um, like, uh, two members of my family with the same illness and uh, seeing one uh, quickly deteriorate and pass away um, <laughs> in not a very, not a glamorous way, a very sad and crap way to go out and to watch it happening to the other person. It was just that that kind of question of like how I do you know just how can people just live a quite an honest hardworking loving life um, loving their family and always trying to do best by them and then their 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 final years are going to be cut short this is what's going to happen and that's that's the way you go out that's the end of your story and just to watch that to know like that's instead of having another 25 years of your life, you're not, um, you know, that your memory will die before your body. And what, what is that? How, how, like, how can that just, just happen? And um, yeah. And that's, that's just the question. Like there must, there must be more to, 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 to life than just this misery that we're having to go through. Yeah. Like if you, I mean, if you didn't, know the backstory of the album itself like if if we just got sent the track list in right and said here's the album and if you read from track one to eight you get a very clear picture what it's about and like when you read it that way it's actually it's quite emotional when you know the backstory now so for you to have to channel all of that emotion into this like this is a proper outpouring of and do you know a lot of the time people always say oh this is you know, based on personal blah, 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 or something that happened to someone else. But for, the, for some reason, this album really struck a chord in me emotionally when reading it. Mm-hmm. So for you, I can't imagine it was a either cathartic or 
the complete opposite process. I mean, for me, I got out of it what I needed. Um, and this was really like when I say about recording with Joe, when I listened to Magma, like certainly the opening track and, you know, the kind of emotion that they had behind that album, you know, their mother passing as they were writing this album and whatnot. And um, that was like, I was like, I met him, spoke to him face to face and he got it. And there were certain things that were similar and, and that's what I was like, we, this needs to happen. And, you know, I need, I need someone who just is going to get it. And um, But yeah, I got out of it what I, I needed. And it's weird. I didn't feel any, I didn't, there weren't days when I would be there like really emotional. I was there to do the best I could. I couldn't let the emotion get into it. And I'm at that phase at the moment where, you know, you're, I'm trying to figure out everything and, and what have you. And like the track listing of the album, it's all you know it's going to go to a point and on on the on the album you've got the track piece which is like there's going to be that moment of just a release like the pressure's off and that you know at the moment i'm going through all the stress of all the other stuff but once when i was in the studio it felt like okay this, this, this is this is a good place for me to be and i just need to make this the best i i can make it and I know some people really get emotional when they're out in the studio, but I was there with my mates. I was there with my best mate and I was working with guys I sort of idolise and I just enjoyed it. I couldn't let myself be brought down. Um, I couldn't get too too emotional about the whole process. Um, <clears throat> I, have, I have since and certainly once track seven was sent to me, which was we left that with Joe, really basic skeleton, just the acoustic guitar. And I was had a really bad day. Um, I think I think I just found out that I had to go and see my nan because she had a really mad turn within like a week. And we all live like five minutes from each other. We're a very, very close family in that sort of sense. And um, I was on the train home like, like what, what's, what am I about to walk into? And I got sent that track and Joe had added everything to it. The, the underground station outside the studio, he recorded that, the noise. He recorded the piano, talking in the background, some instruments I don't even know. And he just put, took a vocal layer from another track and put it in there. And he just put this thing together by himself just as he was about to go on tour of Australia. And he sent it to me on the train. And I was on a WhatsApp. And it was a voice message. And I was like, what the fuck have I done here? Like, what is he going to tell me? What is he going to... Have I said something? And I just pressed it. And it was that. And it killed me. Really? Killed me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dummy. Dummy bad. Stitch up. Like, and, um, and yeah, like, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of albums where people... There's a lot of albums now that people seem to write about the same fucking thing over and over. And um, I don't know if I, don't know if I always find it authentic. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, when you read the lyrics, this, you read this, I, I've, I've made it pretty easy for people to read, to understand, and to understand where I'm coming from. And um, so far, people I've spoke to um, about it, um, from like the press and that, yeah, it's, it's, certainly, it's certainly hitting people. Um, and uh, one, per, one critic that I really look up to and admire as, as a, a lifelong sort of metalhead sent me a message and he was just like, I was struggling big time by the end. And um, as much as, you know, I'm like, oh, sorry. It's also like a nice thing to hear. Yeah. That I did manage to 
So yeah, uh, but yeah, it's, that that means a lot. Yeah. So then, I mean, look, coming on to let's. I don't want to bring it back to this, but we have to touch on the fact that you know getting invited to record with Joe, um, like who I'm sure like you. Um, I, we I'm making an assumption now we're similar sort of vintage, um, <laughs> like yeah. you know we're one of the bands sort of that we grew up with almost Gojira, and then to be <laughs> to get a call or get contacted to say do you fancy doing this, considering where and no disrespect I mean you mentioned it uh, being an underground band to get that must yeah. have. I imagine it would be similar to like, do you know when footballers get called up to international games and they're like, I got yeah. a phone call saying, oh, you're coming to England squad. He's like, oh, who's this? Is this a joke? Was it that sort of? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, if Gareth Southgate called me, I'd have put the phone down. <laughs> but um, fucking useless tosser. Um, <laughs> nah. um, so basically, the, the story started on the release day of Serpent and Spirit. And um, it started because... Jean-Michel, the bass player, shared the artwork to Serpent of Spirit and a song, and he shared another thing. And I, mate, never met him in my life, never met any of him in my life. And um, on Instagram, and I was like, oh, who is this? Like, I always check, and it had the tick. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? And uh, I looked, and I was like, oh, my God. And I thought, to be fair, and I've even quoted this in, in a magazine with Metal Hammer, I was like, I legitimately thought he must think it is someone else because... Our spelling of urn is a very European spelling. And I just thought there must have been another band, urn, that he knows. And he's just fucked up. And he thought, him, I don't know. And I was like, what the fuck? And what's quite cool, he's only literally shared about two metal bands yeah. in like two years since since we got to know him. And I'm like, we're one of them. And I think Cobra the Impaler are the other. And I'm like, that's that's good. And he's a metal fanatic mate it's he's obsessed with it um so we kind of like and he was like keep it up like good work blah 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 so i thought nothing else of it and about four months go past and they're going on their first co um tour after covid i think it's them in deftones maybe and um we get an ad from joe and mate the adrenaline was fucking mental so i just dropped him thanks for the follow and he was like no problem Jean michel has been showing me your stuff wicked keep it up so I, I kind of sat there and i was like i always wanted the drums to sound better on the next album or and i didn't even know joe like produced bands he hadn't he'd done a few bits but he doesn't do it a lot i think he hasn't i think he's done our album i think the last time he did a full album was like three four five years beforehand i'm not too sure so it's not something he does too much of he has to either be like friends or really invested and want to do it so i kind of reached out going can can we use your studio to record the drums like maybe we come in do five days and use an engineer and we fly back and he's just like yeah that's that's possible you know we have good good engineers here and and what have you and i was like yeah well wicked cool i'd be like what better place to record than the studio that was purposely made for Mario De Plantier. And um, then he kind of went back and he was like, I think I want to produce your record. Oh God. And, and I was just like, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure you do. And I was like, I don't know if this guy's being serious. And then the next day, Revolver magazine, end of year list, it's an interview with him that he got album of the year. And I went, what's your album of the year? To which he says, 
Serpent is Spirit, this band that uh, by uh, and this band that uh, Jean Michel turned me onto, and I swear I felt I was levitating on the train home. I was just like fucking, and the the adrenaline rush was mental. And I called the lads, and I was just like, lads, it's, he's deadly serious here. And then we kept talking, but he's such a busy guy, and I. I knew I knew he was busy, busy. Then went to the studio, and I was like, "Yeah, this guy's yeah, he's a he's a very busy man." And then you go on tour, and it's a, it's a whole world. And all I could think of is just like, "How the fuck must Iron Maiden and Metallica tour?" Yeah, it's just so this there's so much going on. And um, but yeah, so and it kind of started from that moment, and then we went and saw him in Denmark and hung out. And it just, next thing, you know, we're kind of in, we're outside the studio in New York City. The weather's unreal. And then Joe turns up around the corner and he's like, hey, guys. And I was like, this is literally about to happen. And um, I mean, and now even here we up are. to and... that point, like, even up to, you know, sort of five minutes before meeting him, there must have been a, a sort of thought in the back of mind, like, this is a stitch up still. Yeah, yeah. Like, because... I. I, I don't. I'm bad. I, I don't trust many people at yeah. all, and it's something that I have to. I have to always get my head around. I, you know, I've had a few too many schneid people in my life, and I have to get used to it. And I'm always like, fucking hell, no way. But honestly, um, man, like a top top guy. Like he has this kind of weird kind of quirkiness to him, which is really infectious, and there's there's like a charm. Um, and I wish, like, I think. If we do this again, I feel like everyone would be so much more relaxed. You know, we're now, you know, we're buddies now and we're texting and talking. He called me up the other day on tour of Mastodon and it was seven o'clock in the morning here. I'm eating my muesli in my pants. <coughs> Thought, Don't put this on fucking camera. And <coughs> and um, I think if we do it again, once that, that weird, oh my God, energy is out of the way, I think we can create something really next level i really believe that so I is think. he signed on for another album or is it just sort of see how it goes <laughs> well i think he wants to a uh, johan the engineer really wants to it comes down to how it does and i guess if the label want it and i think if it does well enough it'll happen but i i feel like we can't go back from here like i can't go well, yeah well next one we're gonna go and do it over here with you know it we set a standard now and that we have to keep to that standard. You know, it's going to always have to be so sorry to the label. It's always going to have to be to this sort of level. Now we've gone, even the lady who done the artwork is in her field is award winning. One of the highest regarded oceanic and coastline photographers in the world. And we went and got her and everything we've used for this is of the, you know, in the top tier of what they do. And um, so, yeah, fingers crossed we can do it again and i think if it does well it will happen i think it will do well no i'm certain it will do well so uh just uh, just one final question on um the, the production of it how hands-on was he or was he very much just little comments here and there in the studio or he was pretty much he didn't want to change structures of songs there was like one or two bits he was like let's just shorten that rotation but as the actual structures he was like this is your art I know if it with Gajira and you come in and you went blah blah blah, he'd be like, fuck you. Like, um, but he wanted to 
it was all about the creating a sound and a feel and it's a very real live album and I think that's a maybe a thing it's a very intense very heavy album but it feels it feels live whereas I think at the moment there's a lot of metal coming out which is very very flat kind of a cold lifeless production this album sounds kind of cold because of everything that go is going on around it like all the lyrics all the the artwork in that and um he wanted to create a, a like a real cool vibe to it and that's a good that's the thing that Gajira have done certainly over the last two records like kind of like kind of got weird sort of vibes weird little kind of noises going on and um I think that's what he really wanted to bring to the table make it feel real and organic and didn't really want to touch too much of the songs <laughs> he did he did change a couple of things but not again not the actual structures he changed like the chorus to become in the ocean um he was like we can do better and he started the ball rolling with that and um I'm like god compared to what I did have thank god he said change it and yeah he he kind of made it <laughs> sorry <laughs> he made it sound a bit more like an anthem um and on on that chorus you could probably hear him in the background as well um and it just it it was just perfect but yeah he would just but Johan the engineer mate it's the, the guys worked with Gajira for 10 years now and he would come up with ideas and it was we were very very lucky really really lucky to have this you literally took one of the words that I have written down in my notes I was listening to the album the other day and I was actually out running and I had headphones on and organic is the sound I was like you can actually feel like you're in the room and like mm-hmm. feel the sweat dripping off the walls such is the sound of this album it's so good and I 100% mm-hmm. agree with you metal and look the tent the day we're in the, the sorry the day and age room with technology production has massively jumped forward that people can do it in their bedrooms through a program but you've really captured a really nice sound on this album mm. which you don't hear much these days no I, and i think there's also there's a few little uh, mistakes that we kept in because it just added a vibe it's just it's not perfect you know we're You'll come and see us live and there'll be an energy and it sound big and heavy, but there might be a few mistakes. And at the end of uh, To Die Twice, there's the acoustic passage. And I've said this a few times on the press. There's We were just tracking and Angus was playing it on some old guitar and Joe had to go and quickly talk to someone. He went, I'll just jump in the vocal booth and just record it just through the vocal mic just so we have it down and we'll record it properly later. So we had it and then we tried to record it correctly with all the fancy mics and that. And it just sounded lifeless because it was so perfect. So we went back and used that version. You can hear Joe talking in the background. You can hear string buzz because the fret, there's fret buzz and you can hear like the frets getting rubbed, but it's perfect because it sounds real. Yeah. It's, 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 and um, I just feel like, <clears throat> I feel like I could be in a tavern 400 years ago and there's a little guy in the corner playing this thing on acoustic guitar and and there's i think it's at the end of that or at the start of to die twice there sounds like a big bell being rung i can't remember where it is but it's actually just me doing like pulling a chord on the bass and joe just putting it through and it just made it sound like a bell and just kind of yeah let's just keep that and little bits and bobs and then joe would like running and start playing percussion and oh, Joe telling me, my name's Joe, tell me, go and do that or go and do this and that. And then um, I think it even might be on <coughs> Burden. I think it is. 
when it's the black metal part, I say black metal part. Yeah, I know what you mean. It builds up near the end, and there's like there's like a big like vocal note. If I remember, that's actually I'm doing it, and I look to the left or the right, and Joe came into the vocal booth and did it with me at the same time. And if you listen to it, I can't remember how it goes. You you can hear there's like the blend, and it's just little bits in that. And there's a piano at the start of Feast, and it's slightly out of tune purposely. Um, <laughs> so there's all little bits and bobs just to add kind of cool dynamics to it. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's good and it's worked. It's worked. It's magic for us. Yeah, it certainly has. The um, the age, sorry, I'm going to refer to our, our ages again or us growing up, but um, like the, the, the UK scene at the moment in terms of metal, <clears throat> and we've discussed it on our podcast a lot. I mean, I can't remember a better time for UK metal, you know? Like, <coughs> I... Probably around the Rage and Speedhorn era. I don't know if you remember that mm-hmm. back growing up. That yeah, was sort yeah. of like them and Sixth. It was sort of like my high memories of the UK scene. What we have right now is an insane population of bands in the UK. Like yourselves, um, Wallowing released now and this year, Pupil Slicer, Spalbard, etc., etc. I always want wonder... And I just quite asked the question, why is the scene so good right now, do you think? Is it just a phase, like it comes in waves? Or is it we've sort of in a new cycle of reinventing metal, if you will? Um, I think I think there's like most things, that things come come in waves. And we're, we're just lucky to be at one of them times. I'm sure back when Speedhorn, Polkus and whoever were doing their bits, they were saying the same back then. Um, but... Like I see things like I know Metal Hammer recently did a big thing about UK metal, and I was like, I, I don't know how many, I don't know if they're going to be tipping the hat to a lot of the same bands that get the the hat tipped to, because I was like, I don't know if we're being there, but it's really good. But I don't see us as a part of that. Really? Yeah, I don't see us as a part of that, and it's not a, it's not me being like a worries me or anything. We could walk through. We we wouldn't. We've never been asked to play with any of them bands. We've never, you know, we, we don't, none of them like ever reach out and that and, or what have you. And it's, you know, fair, you know, I'm friends, I'm friends with some of them outside of music, but I don't, I just never seen my, I've never seen earning as a part of that. Um, but what I do know, which is nice for us is, and I've had this with a few press things, be it from Kerrang or whoever, we seem to be the band that a lot of people, our peers think we seem to like, like look up to. Cause I think they, I think some people would mind that we just do what, what we wanted to do and it's we just wanted to write good good music. I yeah, I, I think it's great that it's it's thriving. <laughs> um and there's a lot of choice. Um and there's a lot of people that you know support each other's bands and what have you. Um I c- wouldn't say that I'm a I'm a fan of a lot of it. Um I my I mean uh, musically like I I wish I could listen to more. I've become one of them people now just I, I I keep going back to older and older music. Yeah. You know? Um. And I mean, for me, like over here, like that uh, two bands, our sound guys in a band called Tusker. Oh yeah. Amazing, like ridiculous. And uh, we've got very good friends in the Mountain Caller. Oh, um, I love, um, love those guys. Yeah, I mean, am- amazing. But we've got friends in like Employed to Serve and and what have you. But I just think I just don't see. I don't see us ever being a band who would, you know, do you want to go out on tour 
uh, with, I don't know, fucking Harriet and Conjurer or whatnot, I don't think we'd be the band getting that call. Um, not in a bad way. No, no, no offence. I just, I've just never seen ourselves as a part of it. And I just, I maybe I think that might be down to just that I'm a little bit older than than them, and maybe, maybe that. But I do see us getting, we're getting a really good, we're going to announce some good shows on Monday. Um, I, when does this go out? Uh, probably. Well, when do you want it to go? Out? You tell me. After my after, after Monday. So we're announcing some stuff with Paradise Lost. Oh. We we we'll get that, but that's only in Ireland. We'll get that sort of stuff. That's what I um, Dublin. Wicked. Yeah. Oh, what amazing news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Dublin and Limerick. There were talks of Belfast, but I think, I don't think that'll happen now. Um, but yeah, so that that's happening. And um, yeah, I'd love, I'd love to, to be, I kind of feel like a, a part of it. But I think when I grew up doing, when I was the age that a lot of these bands are, I was going out with uh, Viatrophies, Silosis, Zera. That was my time, but it just—it was my personal time. It wasn't my band's time. It didn't happen for me then. But what's happened now? It's now my band's time, but not my personal time. And do would I? You know, I, I think I think it would help maybe if I was a bit more social. But you know, I've moved out of London. I don't want to keep you know having to keep going to gigs all the time. I've come, you know, I've, I'm, I'm I'm too miserable to do that. But I think it is exciting that a lot of bands seem to be thriving um, and a lot of attention seems to be on them. I know, you know, I will say like um, Ithaca, like mm. that, that new album's great, but there's, I think it's the last song on it. That's amazing. Yeah. I think it's like the ballad, Like the album is really, really good, <clears throat> but that song I'd be, I'd be proud if I wrote that. Um, so yeah, that, like I say, there's, there's uh, amazing bands, but I feel like the UK has always, always had amazing bands. Um, I just think now, like publications and whatnot, are really getting behind behind them, um, which is great, great to see. And I never thought anything would happen for us because I just felt like we we were just a, just never a part of it. But what's happened now is our music's finally shone through, and I feel like we've all of a sudden just jumped a little bit. Right. And um, yeah, do you know what I mean? And uh, but yeah, it's it, it's good, and it's always good if 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 the music, if heavy music's doing good, perfect. Um, it means more people will get to learn about it. Youngsters will get to learn about it. And um, yeah, even like bands like Sleep Token, not my thing at all. But at the end of the day, <laughs> some some young kids going to look at that and think, fuck, what is this? And then a whole world will open for them. And uh, that's exciting. I wish I was still at age where that would happen. You know, getting Kerrang! in 99, being like, who the fuck are these? And it was Slipknot. Yeah, you know? yeah. I was about to say Slipknot. <laughs> You did mention a very good band there, by the way, in Zeroth. Haven't listened to yeah. them for a long time. They were wicked. I mean, like I say, I look at a lot of these bands now, and I think they're a lot of great. And I, but I think of Zeroth, Silosis, uh, Viatrophy, a lot of that Reading scene. I kind of grew up around a lot of them bands, mate. Uh, Earth Tone Nine, and do you ever hear a band called <laughs> Vacant Stare? Vacant Stare, yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus, yeah. Now we are showing Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's um that that was who was there's a band oh who the fuck is it Landmine me and a friend or Landmine Spring is that that's um oh, yeah, fuck the album was called El Elephantine or something like that it was incredible there was a singer called Rob Rob Newson I feel like he might have been in Landmine Spring maybe but, yeah. I don't know the thumbhead no oh, there's a band I can't, oh god 
it's really going to bug me. I, was, I might have to message you. There's a band I was chatting to someone the other day, and I was like, how have they, how were they never bigger? Stamping ground? Oh, I mean, yeah, stamping, stamping ground at that moment. And, but I think, sad, sadly for them, that what's happened is that that moment seems to have been lived off of one song now. Yeah. Um, Although, um, uh, Venom Prison covered it, didn't they? Yes, yeah, yeah, they they did indeed. Um, but I, I've not listened to that version. Um, I went <laughs> to see Stamping Ground at the Pill, Kingston Pill, and um, the drummer was late. So a bloke I grew up with, Alex Gooders, must have been 15. He was like, I can do the sound check. And he got up there and did two songs during sound check. And it was like legend. It was like a thing of legend when we were growing up. Alex, Alex Gooders got to play drums for Stamping Ground during sound check. So like, fuck, you know. But yeah, it's um, there's you know we've 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 been really fortunate. I grew up. There was a band called Gridlock Takedown, and they sounded like Nevermore meets Death, Cynic, and then like some real like black metal. And they, they had three guitarists doing this outrageous technical stuff. And then they were going to like jazz passages, and I'd like I'd be like, fuck, if they come out now, people would be like, what is really? going on? Yeah, Gridlock Takedown, and I'm sure it probably sounds like shit now if I went back to listen to it. But growing up, I was just like, that was a massive influence on me because it was like the first time I'd been like, oh my God, what is this? And and it probably sounds terrible now, but I think obviously like most things, get a better production, get a modern production. But um, I'm going to have to think of that one band that I was just like, why people would go mental? We had a band, there was a band Traces, which was had people from Viatrophy and Silosis in, and they were like an atmospheric sort of Dimmer Bourguer band. Nice. And they had a song called Viv- Traces, had a song called Vivisection, and people go mad about Lorna Shaw. They need to listen to this. And then they had they changed the name from Traces to uh, Sanctarium or something, and it kind of lost its shine. But Vivisection, Traces, game changer. It was like, <coughs> I went to watch them at the Underworld. And the mic broke, so the singer just screamed it all. And I was just like, and it was loud as fuck. And I was just like, oh my God, that is epic. Oh, and you um, have to send me a list of these on after. Yeah, no, no problem, mate. No, but I'm, I could chat about things. But they, that's that's like what I say. I was very fortunate to grow up watching Silosis with Jamie, that time where you're like, this band could be anything. That was so exciting. 2007 to about 2012, watching that. And again, that was my time, and these like the people who are slightly younger, they're having their their time and enjoying it, and it's great. It's great to watch and to see. I just wish I had more time to get invested and involved in it now. But I, I work full time. I work in London. I do a lot of travelling, and um, sadly, I, I can't. But if if they're doing well, it will shine. Of all these young bands are going to be doing well, it will shine on all of us. So it's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Final, final question, then I'll let you uh, cough away in peace. You've got, <laughs> you've got um, one show at Bloodstock this year. Mm-hmm. You are main stage. Yeah. Are we going to see... Well, that actually coincides. The album's out on the 11th of August. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if you're playing off the top of my head. but 12th. So you're playing the day after. Yeah. Have you been playing any of the new stuff on tour on these recent tours? And are we going to yeah. see a fair bit of the new album at Bloodstock? Yeah. Um, I just sent over the set list to Angus, actually. Um, we've been playing Becoming the Ocean to Die Twice. Oh. And I think 
Bloodstock, we're going to be playing three songs, three off a of serpent and three off a of feast. Nice. So yeah, so yeah, it's going to be the singles. It makes more sense to do the singles, obviously. Sorry, I'm having a really bad time. You're so, right, yeah, you're right. I think that's what we're going to do. Well, I mean, I I'm at Bloodstock this year. It's my first time going, so I will percent oh, see you in the crowd. <laughs> Oh, sorry, I'll be in the crowd. I'll see you on stage. Um, I'll see you in the crowd, yeah. You'll see me in the crowd, yeah. But I honestly wish you the best of luck on this album release. It is a brilliant album. I'm going to be playing it now a lot until Bloodstock, so I'll be well ahead. I'll be screaming the lyrics back at you. And uh, it's been great chatting with you, Joe. Thanks so much for your time, mate. And um, best of luck with the tour. Sweet, mate. Legend. And uh, I'll drop you a message. Please do. Top man. Much appreciate it. Cheers, man.